Marcus Page is officially part of the North Carolina basketball staff, and he's just the right man at just the right time to help an incoming freshman find his way. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us to get your team every day. Coming up on today's show, we've got some news for you about Marcus Page, why I think it's such a good fit that Carolina has him particularly this season. Also, got some interesting comments about North Carolina from Paul Feinbaum. We're going to talk about all that. But let's start here. Let's go back a little over a decade. I know. We're going back in time. I love Back to the Future, by the way. Anybody else with me on that train? Yeah, one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Anyway, it's November 9th, 2012. North Carolina has just opened the season by beating Gardner Webb 76 to 59 behind a 26 point 14 rebound effort from James Michael McAdoo. Now, the story is not about him today because as part of the starting lineup that night to open that season is a true freshman point guard who didn't expect to be the starting point guard his freshman season. He thought he'd be coming off the bench as the backup to Kendall Marshall. But as we all know, Kendall Marshall went absolutely off his sophomore season and turned into the 13th pick of the 2012 draft, one of four different Tar Heels drafted in the top 17. Name the other three, by the way, for bonus points. (laughs) Thus began the career of one of the most beloved Tar Heels of the recent era, and I would probably say for a lot of us, all time. Marcus Taylor Page. Now that day, Marcus had a pretty nondescript six points on three of nine shooting in 28 minutes. He had three rebounds, believe it or not, zero assists, four turnovers, and two steals. And oh, by the way, made zero three-pointers in his debut. Uh, We all remember very specifically that 299th one to end his career. Just needed a little bit more. Yeah. But I say all that to say, I set that timeline to say this. Who better than Marcus Page to help Elliot Cadeau navigate through his freshman year at North Carolina, where he projects to also somewhat unexpectedly be the starting point guard in 2023 as a freshman, just like Marcus Page. I want to talk more about why I think those parallels why these guys' freshman seasons parallel so well. We're going to do that in a minute. But first, I do want to talk about Marcus Page officially coming to be part of the staff. North Carolina officially announced this through a press release last Friday. Marcus's title is Director of Team and Player Development. He's replacing that role left by Jackie Manuel, as we know so famously. um, He and Leaky Black have had this phenomenal connection over the past couple of years has done so many things. So for so much of the roster really expect Marcus to be very, very much the same. Um, I mean, it just, it just makes sense. Just here's one example. Marcus page is the only three time captain in North Carolina basketball history. 
Nobody else, not Lenny Rosenbluth or Tyler Hansborough or Michael Jordan, nobody. Only Marcus Page. A quote from Marcus in the official release from Carolina. Quote, I am thankful and honored to be part of UNC basketball with Coach Davis and his staff. I've always wanted the opportunity to make the same positive impact on players that my former coaches, including Coach Williams and Coach Davis, made on me. Basketball has taken me around the world and Taylor, his wife, and I couldn't be happier than to take this next step here with my Carolina family. And Marcus, let me say, I'm pretty sure uh, I can say on behalf of everyone that the Carolina family is also very happy that you're taking this next step. I love that so much that he brought up. I've always wanted the opportunity to make the same positive impact. Just, just think about clearly, I, we've talked about it before on the show, but like in his senior day speech, the things he said to coach Williams, it's like, that is his, in a nutshell, what Marcus page took from these men that poured into him, that he's now going to in turn pour into the young man, young men that are part of the team. Now, by the way, while we're talking about it, here's some of where Marcus's place is in some of the Carolina record books, at least when he finished his career. The all-time leader in career three-pointers made, 299. Just need just one more. Would have loved to see him get to 300. He's still the leader in that today, by the way. there are, In fact, there are only seven Tar Heels, including Marcus, that have ever cracked 200 even. The rest of them, pause it if you want to take a guess, but I'm going to rattle them off for Joel Berry, 266. Shimon Williams, 233. Got to wonder what he would have done in this day and age, right? Uh, Wayne Ellington, fourth at 229. Rashad McCants and Donald Williams tied for fifth with 221. And then Coach Lebo in seventh at 211. Anyway, back to Marcus. He finished his career with 1,844 points, 11th in Carolina history. Eighth in career assists, 602. He's still eighth to this day, by the way. Third in steals with 203. Fourth in career free throw percentage, 84.4. Oh, and by the way, made 39 career three-pointers in the NCAA tournament. That's the most for a Tar Heel in, in his career in the NCAA tournament. In fact, he is the only player in NCAA tournament history to make multiple threes in all 13 NCAA tournament games in which he played. And I want to give Coach Davis the last word on this thing for Marcus Page. And I love this threefold thing that, that Coach Davis says. Quote, the standard for every Carolina basketball player is to be elite, not okay, not decent, not average, elite in three areas, on the court, in the classroom, and in the community. There was no better example of that than Marcus Page. I am thrilled, thrilled to have a person with his character, love, passion, and devotion to this program and university be around our players every day. And so, I mean, I, I love that because yes, it is so much about the basketball, right? Like that's it. So that's part of it, but that's exactly it. It's just part of it. Coach Hubert Davis is just like Dean Smith and Roy Williams before him and Coach Guthridge and, and everyone. It's not just about who are we on the court, but who are we off the court? How are we raising you to be young men and productive members of your community? Again, elite on the court, that's Marcus Page. Elite in the classroom, that was Marcus Page. You can go check out his credentials from his transcript. And third, elite in the community. Again, that is Marcus Page. I absolutely, 
I, I know we've talked about Marcus before because this had been reported by Inside Carolina and some others, um, but now it's official from Carolina. And so wanted to make sure to talk about it. Now, I wanted to run through all that, but even more importantly, I want to tell you why I think that Marcus is so perfect for this team this season and what he's going to bring in in particular for Elliot Cadeau and how their freshman years aligned in some really interesting ways that maybe you've already thought of, maybe you hadn't. I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. By the way, congrats to the Denver Nuggets who won the NBA championship on Monday night. So make a fast break to FanDuel right now. Uh, You're going to have to turn your attention from the NBA playoffs to Major League Baseball because that's what's going on right now. But new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Again, that's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I love betting with FanDuel for any sports betting stuff I ever do because they have great promotions every day. Their app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And beyond all of that, you get paid instantly when you win. So there's no better place to bet all the action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, folks. Marcus Page. Here's why I love this hire. And here's why it aligns with Elliot Cadeau coming in. I'm just going to list off several things why I think Marcus is important for that development. Let's think about it. Starting as freshman. Obviously, we don't know with 100% certainty that Elliot Cadeau is going to start as the starting point guard. Um, Some people assume so. Some people have made arguments against it. But let's say for the sake of the argument that he will be the starting point guard. In which case, both of these young men will have started as a point guard for as a freshman for Carolina. With Marcus, he was forced in to that starting service earlier than expected because, as we said earlier, because of Kendall Marshall heading off to the NBA earlier than expected. So Marcus started right out of the gate again, game one. Now, it's essentially the same thing with Elliot, although he's not being forced into action, but we could say similarly that it was unexpected because he's part of was part of the class of 2024, has reclassified, and Caleb Love is gone. R.J. Davis is still around. Simeon Wilcher's out the door. Seth Trimble's around. So there, I mean, it's not going to be given to Elliott, but everything projects that unlikely as, you know, if if we talked about it this time last year, for example, and at no point did I ever say Elliott Cadeau is going to be the starting point guard for North Carolina in 2023, 24. No, 
same thing. If you had talked to me a year before the 2012-13 season, I would not have expected Marcus Page to be the starter ahead of that season. That's where we're at. But Marcus came in and started 34 of Carolina's 36 games his freshman season. So he knows a thing or two about it, and he can pass on that knowledge to Mr. Elliot Cadeau, assuming that he does step into that role as well. So number one, why I, I love this alignment, both are probably going to be men that have started as Carolina's floor general as a freshman. Another reason it makes a ton of sense and wisdom that Marcus can pass on is not only did Marcus start as a freshman, but his backcourt mate was a senior. With Marcus, he was starting alongside senior Dexter Strickland. With Elliot, again, we're assuming in this world that he's starting, he's going to be starting alongside in the backcourt senior RJ Davis. And so Marcus knows a thing or two about coming in, being given the ball, asked to be the dude, but having to do so along an elder statesman who's been around the program. Um, in Dexter's case, was obviously coming off um, injury. And so Marcus can say to Elliot, hey, here's how you can handle this in a healthy, humble, but like take the charge short away. Also keep in mind, Marcus was doing that with an upperclassman on the wing, right? He was playing alongside jun a junior version of Reggie Bullock that season. For um, um, for Elliot this year, it will probably either be fifth-year senior Cormac Ryan or junior Harrison Ingram, probably just depending on what that starting lineup would look like. And so again, Elliot's going to have to figure out how to, how to do that with an upperclassman backcourt, just like Marcus Page did. There's more wisdom to be dispensed. Here's the other thing, though. With Marcus, he was coming in to do it with a couple sophomores as well around him. So not necessarily all juniors and seniors. With Elliot, whew, it's assuming the starting lineup is the projected starting lineup that I've been projecting, which alongside him, I've said RJ Davis, Cormac Ryan, Harrison Ingram, and Armando Baycott. That means it would be a true freshman in Elliot Cadeau, along with two fifth-year seniors, Baycott and Ryan, a senior, R.J. Davis, and a junior, Harrison Ingram. And by the way, it's not that it's four juniors or higher and a freshman, and that freshman is just a wing player who's going to go stand on the wing and chuck threes, or a big who it's like, hey, big, freshman, just go run to the rim and I'll get you the ball and you dunk it. No, it is a true freshman that would have to start and be the dude, be the floor general to run this team. That's what we're looking at. Now, Elliot might be able to do that well on his own, but with Marcus Page by his side, in his ear, having his back, kicking his butt when he needs to, that that is that is leadership and wisdom that is going to be invaluable. Number three, another reason I love this alignment with Marcus Page and Elliot Cadeau. Marcus really in my opinion, had the knack of when to call his own number in terms of scoring and when to be more of a facilitator distributor. Now, perhaps when you initially think of Marcus Page, you don't necessarily think of him as like, oh, he was a great assist man. And you might think of him as like, oh no, he was much more of a score. I would caution you in that because my guess, because this was me too, is we probably don't think of Marcus in that way because he was coming on the heels of Kendall Marshall, who was, you know, like 
along with Ed Cota probably and Phil Ford, probably three of the greatest point guards in Carolina history in terms of pure point guards. But Marcus Page was a really, really good assist man. His freshman season averaged 4.6 assists per game versus 2.5 turnovers. You extrapolate it to his whole career, 4.3 assists per game to 1.9 turnovers. But yet for Marcus, was still his freshman year averaging 8.2 points per game. For his career, it averaged out to 13.1. But on that team, his freshman season, the 12-13 year, he was the fourth leading scorer behind P.J. Hairston, behind James Michael McAdoo, and behind Reggie Bullock. Then he was fourth with then Dexter and Leslie McDonald right behind him. Elliot projects to me to be right about the same kind of thing this season. He's going to be asked to be the main floor general, main distributor, just like Marcus was. Marcus led the team in assists that season with Dexter Strickland averaging just a couple tenths of a percentage point or a couple tenths of an assist behind him per game. But Elliot's going to have to find this mix of taking care of the ball, of distributing, and scoring when it's time to call his number, when needed, but not necessarily being the first or second option as a scorer. To me, those first two options are Armando and RJ. And truthfully, with what Cormac Ryan can do, with what Harrison Ingram can do when he doesn't have to be the first leading scorer option, Elliot really could lean more to the facilitation side and be the fourth or fifth leading scorer, but he could also lean into that scoring side and be really strong there as well. And so Marcus is going to be, again, invaluable with helping him process how to know when to do what, how to read moments and situations and when to do that. And not that the rest of the coaching staff can't help with these things. That Maybe it's sounding like I'm saying that, that Hubert Davis can't do that, that Jeff Lebo can't do that. Absolutely they can I'm just saying with the very specific things that Marcus Page went through in the same building right about a decade ago, that's what Elliot Cadeau will be going through this season. Number four, why I love this alignment. One of the things that Marcus is going to do is going to be able to help him navigate the ups and downs of the basketball court, help him set realistic expectations. And I don't want you to hear me say by that, that the expectations for Elliot shouldn't be lofty. I think I think why not expect that? Why not hope for that and look for it? But th- there are going to be moments when he has a game, like Marcus's first game, with zero assists and four turnovers. I mean, maybe not. Maybe Elliot just goes off every game. But he, he is going to be a freshman in college. There are going to be some hills and valleys. But Marcus is going to be right there with him to say, hey, through that too, let me tell you about this and how you can process that. How perfect is that going to be? Help him keep everything in perspective. See the big picture. And I know because of his role, he can't be like the in-game dude on the bench. And, and, I, and I hear that. But there's going to be so many other moments outside of game scenario where he, he can and will do those things. And then in addition to helping Elliot process college I lo- or process the game, I love that Marcus will also be able to just help him process college, right? Um So I know that for a while, Elliot has been kind of essentially planning to come and be in college, but it is a jump from where it's like for a while you've had your brain on, I'm going to be a senior and then turning that into an, oh, I'm going to be on a college campus with 
tens of thousands of other college students. And I've got to navigate this whole thing in a different way now and NIL and all this stuff. Marcus can be right there to help him do that. In fact, that's a very specific part of Marcus's job. Remember what Coach Davis said in that quote that I read on the court, in the classroom and in the community. Elite is the expectation. Marcus can help Elliot do just that. You see it? Do you see the parallels? How helpful this is going to be? And, and I'm just talking Marcus and Elliot here. Obviously, Marcus is going to be able to help other guys too. But you know how important floor generals and point guards are in college, right? And if Carolina wants to get to where Carolina can get to this season, because they got the pieces, man, it's there. But they're going to have to rely on a freshman point guard to be the floor general to help them do it. And Marcus Page is the perfect guy to help Elliot figure all of that out. So what's going to happen on November 6th when Carolina opens the season by welcoming Radford into the Smith Center? I don't know. It could be like Marcus, where Elliot has zero assists to start his career. Zero three-pointers. Six points. But it could be that he has eight, nine, ten assists. Five turnovers. Scores ten. I don't know what it's going to be. But I do know this. I feel so much better about it, knowing that Marcus Page is going to be by his side every step of the way. Well, coming up, on Monday, Paul Feinbaum made some interesting comments about the SEC and who they might target or who he thinks they should target when things open up to conference realignment again. I want to tell you all about it here in just a second. All right. On Monday, Paul Feinbaum, you've probably heard of him. You've probably tracked him. Uh, just a longtime sports voice, does, you know, primarily with SEC stuff. But he joined McRoy and Kubelik in the morning on Monday morning's show. And they were talking with him about a couple things, but included in that were was a conversation about conference realignment. Specifically, they directly asked him, which ACC team should the SEC make their top target when the SEC inevitably starts going after things? Remember, right now, the SEC has 14 teams. They're bringing in USC and UCLA. That'll be 16. And so it's like, whoa, the SEC is going to keep going? I mean, I, I think that's the world we're looking at. So any guesses from you, good listeners, uh, as to who Paul Feinbaum said? Well, clearly it's got to be FSU, right? Florida State. Their AD has come right out and told us that they're the most valuable entity in the entire ACC. So clearly, Paul Feinbaum, uh, you know, nice natural matchup uh, rivalry with Florida there just makes all sorts of sense. The SEC, their number one priority in rating the ACC should be to go get Florida State, right? Wrong. That's not where he went. Oh, well, if it's not Florida State, surely, surely he was saying it would be Clemson would be should be the SEC's priority. They've risen to be kind of the ACC football powerhouse under um, under uh, Dabo. I was thinking Debo. I was like Debo Samuel. No, Dabo Swinney. Um, correct. Like surely Clemson, right? They've been the dominant football power for a minute. No, wrong again. Not the Clemson Tigers. All right, not Florida State, not Clemson. Oh, got to be Miami, right? This cool hip brand down in South Florida, another Florida team could uh, get that Miami media market for the SEC. Um, got good things going there. They're bringing in a lot of recruits, football teams going. Coach Larinaga's got the basketball team going. Yeah, Miami, clearly. No, was not the Hurricanes either. 
Here, friends, is what Paul Feinbaum said. Quote, I would go for North Carolina first because they really hit a lot of different boxes. Number one, they're the dominant university in one of the 10 or 11 largest states in the country. That doesn't matter as much as it used to from a TV stand footprint standpoint, but they do cover a lot there. They have a respectable football program. They have an elite basketball program, which I don't think is driving anyone other than maybe a few out West to watch, but they just bring a lot to the table overall. After that, I think it's debatable between Miami, Florida State, and Clemson. Woo! Get out of here with that rest of the ACC. Paul Feinbaum thinks that North Carolina is the number one team for the SEC to poach. I love this, but not because I want the Tar Heels to go to the SEC. What? If you've been listening to me for a while, if you're an everydayer and you're with the show, you know that I believe that if if the ACC is going to implode, if the grant of rights can't be fixed or you can't get uh, renegotiate a new media deal, if, if nothing happens and it doesn't work and Carolina is going to have to go, I fully believe that the Big Ten is the more logical landing spot, both from an athletic and academic standpoint. The Big Ten offers the multitude of varsity sports that Carolina participates in. The SEC doesn't. They do not support all the varsity sports that Carolina has. The Big Ten does. So if if Carolina went to the SEC, they'd have to cut multiple of their varsity sports. I don't know if you're aware of that, but that's true. Additionally, the Big Ten is more aligned with the type of academic institution of some more prestige that North Carolina is. I know that the SEC has a couple of prestigious um, academic schools like Vanderbilt, for example, but the Big Ten and, and North Carolina are much more aligned in that. So here's why I love it. I love it because if the SEC wants to make North Carolina their priority, and obviously this is just fine bomb doing this. I haven't heard anything from Greg Sankey about it. Obviously he's going to play his cards close to the vest. But if the SEC wants North Carolina, and if North Carolina is desirable to the Big Ten, which I would think they would be, you get to make your pick. It's like you're the prettiest girl at the party and you got two two drunk frat boys fighting over you and you get to go home with whomever you choose. You're in the driver's seat at that point. You make the requests. You kind of can, like Bubba Cunningham can shoot for the moon and say, hmm, let's sweeten this deal. What do you, you know, like whatever that needs to be. Obviously, either way, the deal is going to be sweeter than it is with the ACC right now, just from a, a money standpoint. Now, again, hear me say, end of the day, I would much, much rather the ACC figure things out, Carolina figure out how to function as part of the ACC. And l- like, let's carry that on. I, I don't want to see the crumbling of conferences. I'm just su- saying in a world where Carolina has to make a move, you love to be the darling of both of these, what's right now seeming like they're going to continue to be the dominant conferences. So for the Tar Heels, they might have some some um, cachet here. They might have some bargaining power if both of these conferences really want them. Can you imagine what a slap in the face it would be to the SEC, who thinks they're all high and mighty, if they were to ask UNC to join and Bubba Cunningham was like, Thanks. We'll pass. We're going to the Big Ten. Oh my goodness. The SEC would be livid and it would be hilarious. Anyway, 
it's just nice to think about the options. And it's nice for a national, respected college athletics voice to say, if the SEC is going after ACC schools, I think they should start with North Carolina. That's good news for us Tar Heels. We're just going to have to keep waiting and seeing what's happening with all the conference realignment stuff. Um, It's the kind of thing where I don't want to wish it into existence. Again, I would love to just for the ACC to keep going, but I also don't want to get stuck with our head in the sand on it. I want to keep us having conversations about it so we can be up to date and up to speed with what the lay of the land looks like. All right. Great time to be together today uh, talking about Marcus Page. Again, so glad. Can't wait to see how he's going to help not just Elliot, but the backcourt and the whole team really, really continue to grow as a unit. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be with our guy, Coach Pat Kilby. Make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be great as always with him. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Follow me at Isaac Shade. If you would go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, you can find podcasts five stars. Let us know why you love Locked on Tar Heels. If you would, if you're watching, subscribe to the show on YouTube. Even if you're listening, it means so much. If you would just subscribe to the show, even if you don't watch it, it just helps. Smash the like button to let us know you're here and leave comments again on your thoughts. Thanks so much for being part of today's show. I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Be right back with you tomorrow with Coach Pat Kilby. But until then, peace. <laughs>